When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This episode of Bells in the Battery, Mars Rescue 3, The Exciting Conclusion, was originally released April 13th, 2016. Previously on Bells in the Battery, a whole bunch of stuff happened and John Bell and Arnie Kunchpard and Brad Montworth are on Mars trying to get away in a big blockbuster movie finale thing. And don't forget me! Oh yeah, and Dr. German. German! Whatever. Doesn't make sense? Good. Then let's get on with the action. Mention the cliffhanger! Oh, they're about to identify who the bad guy head honcho is, so let's listen in. The mastermind ruler of Mars is... 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 It's an honor to have everybody here. This is beyond anybody's expectations. There's been no crowd like this. Crowd? There's just the three of us here. Look, we're starting over. I don't think it's going to happen. Yes, it is. Right now. The mastermind ruler of Mars is... 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 Hugo the janitor! This is not what I was expecting. Hugo the janitor, guys. He was in the Baffrey building when he went to Mars. But, but, but he's... Uh, he, he's a, a secondary character. Yeah, maybe even the first scary. He's never been important in the podcast. Hey, I'm right here. I can hear you, you know. Remember, guys, this is the blockbuster movie finale. Nothing has to make sense. We just need action. Well, we better get to the action, then. Yeah, because nothing here makes sense. Perfect. We're doing great, then. Go ahead, Hugo. And do what? Mop the floor? No, 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 no. This is where you explain your plot. You call that action? Snoresville. All right, how about he explains his plot while we're shooting at it? Huh, diggity dog, that sounds good to me. But we don't have any weapons. Au contraire, there's a box here filled with weapons right next to the door we first came through. Well, that doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. right. Okay, okay give me a gun. All right, here you go. There's some sort of futuristic ray gun things. Uh, there you go. Can I start now? Hold on, we got to figure out how these things work. Oh, this is like a power jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that seems to work. Oh, that could be safety engine. Whoa. Okay, mine's working. Oh, 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 yeah, mine, mine is too. Here's mine, and... All right, uh, Hugo, start. When I first arrived here... Hey, what's it, pup? When I first arrived here, the colony was failing because the crops were dying. They couldn't get oxygen in the atmosphere, and you know... Hey, you know why? No, why? It's because Mars isn't in the sweet spot near the sun like the Earth is. So I came up with a plot to take over Earth's orbit. Hold it, hold it, everybody. Hold your fire. This could be a key plot point. What do you mean, take over Earth's orbit? I've installed giant jet engines just over the horizon. When I fire them, Mars will fly towards the Earth, nudge it out of its orbit, and take its place in that orbit. And when would you be doing this? Right now! 
Oh, Mr. Bell, Mars is moving! Christ, all the planets are orbiting the sun, and the solar system is traveling. I'm going to pop you into orbit in about five seconds. There's got to be a there to stop this. How can we stop him? How can we stop him? First, we have to know exactly what he's up to. We need to look at his plans. Where would his plans be? Probably locked away in a secure computer in his office. Oh, so it wouldn't be on a rolled-up piece of paper that says, My Plans by Hugo on it, right? Of course not. Hold, hold, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's back up a second. Brad, do you have what you just said? What did I just say? A rolled-up piece of paper that says my plans by Hugo on it. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I've got one of those, but since it can't be the... Show us that that paper! paper. All right, all right! I found it rolled up in the sleeve of my uniform this morning. Let's just open it up on the floor here. It's covered with figures. stick figures. This big circle with a stick figure of Hugo standing on it is Mars. How do you know that's Hugo? Because he drew a little word balloon saying, Moo-hoo, ha-ha-ha, I am Hugo and my plan is coming to... Fruit Loops? Fruit? Fruition? Fruitopia? Fruition! Fruition! Plan is coming to fruition! He's a terrible speller. I'm surprised he knows the word fruition. What else does it say? Oh, right, right, okay. And here are the rockets on the back of Mars. Oh, nice flames coming out. I like the use of the red and orange there. There's a dotted line that shows the trajectory. The what? Trajectory. Huh? The way it's going to go. The other circle is the Earth. Now, if we follow this trajectory... Trajectory! Oh, right. Way to go, Dr. German. So, by using these calculations he scribbled down, it should just barely tap the Earth right here in Canada. When you say barely tap, Mm -hmm. what exactly do you mean? Just a little bump like in a billiard game. Oh, so there won't be any damage to Canada. Oh, no, Mr. Bell. Canada will be pretty much wiped out. Oh, no. Canada is one of my favorite countries. Canada, Brad. Whatever. And since we're already moving, it's too late to change the direction of Mars. Canada and the Earth as a whole, pretty much, is... Is that right? Are... That doesn't sound right either. ...am doomed. Not necessarily. Explain yourself, Dr. Sherman. Sherman! Oh, you got it right. How can we save Canada, and as a bonus, the entire Earth, from destruction and from being knocked out of orbit, respectively? If we can't make any difference in the movement of Mars... We move move the the Earth? Earth? But how? How? Who? Oh, (laughs) that'd be us. I take mine back. I have a plan that could save the Earth, but I need to contact the Earth. How in the world can we do that? Say, I could put together a photonic ultrawave radio transmitter if I only had one important element. You need an elephant? Not an elephant, an element. Arnie, calm down. All right, all right, all right, calm down, calm down. Brad, tell him you're sorry. What? Tell him you're sorry. I'm not going to tell him. Brad, do you want to get off this planet and save the Earth? Well, I don't see why. He got... I... Yes? Then tell him you're sorry. I'm sorry, Arnie. I couldn't understand that. I'm sorry, Arnie. That didn't sound very sincere. I am sincerely going to punch you right now. Stop it. Stop it this instant. Do you want me to turn this planet around? Uh, yeah. That would be really good. Well... I can't do that. But we can save the Earth if you guys cooperate. When did this turn into an episode of Sesame Street? Arnie, what do you need to build that photon radio thing you talked about? A double-A battery. A double-A battery? Do you realize how few double-A batteries there are in a big Russian 
space colony? Uh, Arnie. There probably isn't a double-A battery on this whole planet. Arnie. What? I have a double-A battery. A double-A battery? I have it in my Walkman. In your Walkman? That's how I listen to cassettes. Cassettes? Why are you repeating everything I say? Why, Why are, are we, we repeating, repeating everything? everything? Oh, knock it off. I'll give you the battery. Here, let me take off my earbuds. Open up the battery compartment. Uh, Brad. Take out that battery. No, wait, don't take out the battery just uh, yet. Uh, why is that, Mr. Bell? That song. I think I've heard that somewhere. And the battery's out. I remember. It's a cute little song that does belong on the My Little Pony Show. My Little Pony? My Little Pony? pony? No, (laughs) you've got the wrong song, JB. I don't own that. I'd never get an audio cassette of the My Little Pony Show. That's strange because I swear I heard the pony singing, which means your brain would be fried. And yet you deny? I tell you, I don't have the pony singing. Oh, but I heard it too. Uh, my pony tune. I'll just take the darn battery. Thank you, Brad. I will now construct my photonic ultrawave radio transmitter, and we will alert the Earth as to what exactly they need to do. Whatever that may be. I will tell you. Well, I should hope so. We now go to the Earth, where it is several hours later. Every radio and TV station, every social media outlet comes to life with information on how people can save the Earth. Here's something you don't see every day, Chauncey. What's that, Edgar? Says here the Earth is doomed and only we can help. Oh, I don't know. It is an election year. What does it say? It says, please follow these instructions to the letter or the Earth is doomed. Next Wednesday at 1.37 p.m. GMT, take the materials provided you and... Go on. That's it. That's 140 characters. Oh. Maybe we should get our emergency messages somewhere other than from Twitter. Nah. People of Earth, attention. Every person on the Earth has been issued two three-liter bottles of Diet Coke and two rolls of Mintos Mints. At exactly 1.37 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time next Wednesday, be outside with your bottles of Diet Coke and rolls of Mintos at the ready. You will be told what to do. It wasn't long before the approaching planet Mars fills the sky. As the planet Mars approaches, we asked people on the street what they thought. This would make a great reality show. We need to build a wall around the Earth. Is Orson Welles still alive? I need to know what the Kardashians are wearing during this emergency. Well, hey, it's like the Earth's problem, man, not ours. If you mix up the letters in the word Mars, you get arms. Coincidence? I think not. Does this mean no more political debates? Talk about your silver lining. And finally, the time for action arrives. People of Earth, attention. The time has come to act. Everybody, place your bottles of Diet Coke out in the open and prepare to drop in your Mentos. Everybody in the Northern Hemisphere will drop their Mentos first. Then... One minute later, everyone in the Southern Hemisphere will drop their Mentos. 
Stand by for the countdown. And at that very moment, back on the planet Mars. I really hate to tell you this, Mr. Bell. All right, give me the bad news, Arnie. Okay, brace yourself. I'm braced. My four aces beat your lousy pair of twos. Aw, nuts. How much do I owe you now? Well, let's see. Uh, it'll be $2,647,942.37. Uh, guys, I hate to interrupt, but, um, anybody got the current time? Yeah, it's 11 What kind of time is that? Mars time. No, what time is it on Earth? Like, for instance, Greenwich Mean Time? What makes those Greenwiches so mean? They remind me of the Greenwich that stole Christmas. (laughs) I think I know what Brad's getting at. The Earth is really big in the sky right now, and aren't we approaching that time we're supposed to crash into the Earth? Oh, yeah! So, Arnie, what time is it, Greenwich Mean Time, on Earth? At the Raspberry, it will be 1.37 p.m. That means it started. They're already dropping their Mentoses into their Diet Cokes. And we're here at the highest point on Mars that's under the dome. And we're all set to escape from Mars and jump onto the Earth as we pass by. This plan didn't sound as smart when you say it out loud. Mr. Bell, how are we supposed to jump onto the Earth as we pass it if there's a dome over our heads? Well, I'm hoping that Mars will come close enough to the Earth that the Earth will shatter the dome. Uh, Dr. German, is that what's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen until Dr. Sherman, is that going to happen? Much better. Nine. So how are we going to jump onto the Earth? You just get ready to jump and keep your eyes open. Okay, are we all ready? Brad, are you ready? All set. Arnie, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You know, there's someone missing. I know who you mean, Mr. Bell, and they're right here. Oh, yeah, the cowlets. I completely forgot about the cowlets, but still, someone is missing. It's me, Mr. Bell, Hugo the janitor. I gave up my evil plan, and I'm joining you, (laughs) since you guys are winning. But there's still somebody missing. Well, of course, Mr. Bell, and here he is, the announcer. And at that moment on the rapidly approaching Earth, three, two, one, drop. And sure enough, the force of the Diet Coke and Mentos causes the Earth to dip slightly on the plane of its orbit, just as planned. It's working, guys. The force of the Diet Coke and Mentos is causing the Earth to... We all heard the announcer, Mr. Bell. Oh, okay. And the Earth is passing right above us. A hundred feet. Seventy-five feet. We can't jump. The dome is still up. We're doomed. Wait a minute. What's that? Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a surface-to-dome missile. The dome is shattered. We're passing right above Canada. It's too high to jump. It's too high to jump. The people are stretching out blankets and tarps to catch us. They're ready for us to jump. Listen. Jump. Oh, well, jump, babe. Jump, you loser. Come on now. Go ahead. Jump. Hey, we'll catch you. We're waiting on you. We're Canadian. We like just about everybody. You can do it. All right, let's do this. Let's jump in order of importance. That'd be me. Oh! Okay, Arnie, you're next. No, no, cowlets first. Cowlets first. Okay, gang, jump. Arnie, with all these cowlets, I can't tell who's jumped and who hadn't. So, everybody, jump now before it's too late. Here I am. Hiawatha! Ugh. We made it! We're on the Earth! 
and there goes Mars. It's passing. The Earth ducked just enough that Mars passed us by. Two, one, Southern Hemisphere. Drop your Mentos. Mr. Bell, the ground is shaking. Never underestimate the power of Mentos. They really should send us some money for these plugs, you know. The Earth is returning to its natural orbit. Everything's back to normal. Thank you, Canadians. And now, Brad, are you okay? Roger then. Arnie, are you okay? I'm hunky-dory. Did anybody see Dr. Sherman? I think I saw him and maybe one other person landing in the rain of cows. I'm okay, too. Thanks for asking. Then we've got a job to do, guys. We need to return to the USA and begin work on the new series of Bells in the Bat Free. You have been listening to Bells in the Bat Free, episode 143. Special thanks to our two cameo guest stars, Jack Ward, an actual Canadian who you can hear on the Sonic Society, and Clinton, an honorary Canadian whom you can hear on Comedy Forecast with the number four. Copyright 2016 by John Bell Creative, LLC. And now, the epilogue. Well, I've been working hard on this new bat-free building in the two weeks since we've gotten back from Mars, and I must say it's taking shape. Let me see what I can... Hello, is somebody in here? Yes, Mr. Bell, I am here. Who are you? I can't tell you that, but I can tell you I have your best interests at heart, and I am from the government. Well, make up your mind. Either you're from the government or you have my best interests at heart. You have been looking for somebody for the last several weeks, have you not? Well, yes, I've been trying to find somebody. Unsuccessfully. I'm afraid so. How do you know this? Mr. Bell, I must inform you that Miss Sadie Schmackelheimer does not exist. What? You mean she's... She never existed. Well, of course she existed. I know... She doesn't exist. Look, pal, you got some splaining to do, Mr. Bell, I'm sure you understand that there are people who work for the government covertly, undercover, ghosts, as it were, taking care of things without being known, without being seen, without being recognized. Are you saying that Miss Schmackelheimer Miss Schmackelheimer does does not not exist. exist. Yes, I know. So... What are you here to tell me? Let's talk hypothetically. I'll hypothetically listen. Let's say that the government got wind of a plan. A plot, if you will, that was about to begin on Mars. This was some years ago. But the plan began to unfold, and we could tell that it would end badly. Are you saying that Miss Schmackelheimer was some kind of agent sent to stop No, a- I'm not saying anything. Yeah, but you're saying a lot of nothing. To foil this plot, this agent had to be on Mars at a particular time, at a particular place. Then later, when things came to a head, she had to be extracted by another agent. Wait a minute. Are you now suggesting that Dr. German... German. Sherman is also one of these covert... No, I'm not saying that at all. We're still hypothetically, right? Indeed. And it all comes down to Mars almost crashing into the Earth. But that plot was foiled. Well, yeah, by me and Arnie and Brad and this non-existent Dr. Sherman German guy. Yes, you did it all by yourselves. 
Right? Well, yeah, right. And you did this by just happening to stumble across a box of futuristic weapons, a set of blueprints, a surface-to-dome missile. Should I go on? So you're saying Miss Schmackelheimer provided those for us? Of course not, because she doesn't, doesn't exist. Yes, I keep forgetting. So... This person that I knew of as Miss Schmackelheimer, or I somehow imagined, and there's no proof of her existence at all, theoretically, is she okay? Theoretically, with the help of another non-existent agent, she would have leapt from Mars to the Earth. Oh, that's good to... or that would be good to know if, if theoretically something like that would happen. And foiling a plot like that would put a cap on an exemplary career, and she would now be... In a very well-deserved retirement. Retirement? May I show you something, Mr. Bell? On this laptop, see this screen? Yeah? It's a live feed from a government satellite. It's focused on an uncharted desert island somewhere in one of our oceans, theoretically. Look at that. Sitting in a deck chair with a lovely cold beverage. And is that Paolo standing next to her? Or does Paolo exist? Paolo exists. Miss Schmackelheimer does not. Do you understand? Yes. Yes, I understand, and I thank you for showing me this. You didn't see this. I mean, if you had shown me this, I would have thanked you for it, but since you didn't, I won't. And of course, you can't tell anybody anything about what you didn't see or hear today. I can't tell anybody? Nobody, or the consequences would be very dire. How dire? Jimmy Hoffa dire. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, then uh, I promise I won't tell anybody. Cross my heart, pinky swear. Good, because if we discover that you even had a microphone on at this particular moment, we'd have to... Excuse me, let me just pull this wire out right... There's a train headed your way. It's the Transcontinental Terror Express, pulling into the Mutual Audio Network Depot in October. I'm Boris, your conductor. This train is powered by your favorite horror actors, writers, and producers who are dying to entertain you. And I'm Igor. As your engineer on this trip, I can't be held responsible for any accidents, even if they're on purpose. I'll make sure your ride is as smooth as the blood on a corpse's face. Uh, you're not fun. It's the best audio horror on the rails. It always goes off the rails. <laughs> be sure to subscribe to the Mutual Audio Network now, so you don't miss a single scary Sunday. And there are five Sundays in October, including... Halloween! Five wonderful weeks of fears for your ears. All aboard! <laughs> the Transcontinental Terror Express. We're working up a good head of scream for you. 